0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. Got awesome news for everybody. We will be working with the Anime Show starting basically now moving into the future. So we are actually going to be brought to you by the Anime Show. Great news for us as the Anime Lounge Podcast and all of our viewers because hopefully That is going to help us grow so we can continue to bring you great content and just kind of continue this and bring great things to the future. I know we are excited about this and definitely looking forward to seeing uh, what happens between us in the future. But so everybody knows nothing really is going to change as far as our content is concerned. We're still going to be bringing you awesome podcast episodes and our short flight episodes so don't concern about that. It will just be it, that you can now find us strictly, mainly, however you want to put it, in the Anime Show uh, Facebook group, and you can find all of our content there. Definitely have great content on that website. Definitely have great content on that page. But uh, of course, all of our content still going to be in addition to our normal content. So you don't have to worry about any of that. As per our tradition, we always start with an adult beverage of choice today. I am going to be drinking a Journeyman's Distillery. It is a Featherbone Whiskey, but this one's a super limited reserve uh, batch done by the United States' first female distiller. So it's a super, basically kind of a a one-of-a-kind batch. Interesting. Uh, And then, of course, I've got my Spotted Cow. (laughs) Yep. Lance, what about you? What are you drinking today?
1: Today, I will just be drinking some Dewar's Blended Scotch Whiskey, 12-year, and I, too, will be drinking some Spotted Co.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Can you uh, kind of let us, let our listeners know what we're going to be talking about today?
1: All right. Today, we are going to be covering the Demon Slayer Entertainment Arc Series season. <laughs> In this arc, we follow Tanjiro and his team into the red-like district led by Sound Hashira Tengen Uzui. Tengen's three wives have gone missing during an investigation into demon activity. After Tanjiro's team gets roped into the mission of finding the wives, they are disguised as girls to investigate other brothels. We find out that one of the upper six is to blame for all the mess that has been going on. A crazy battle breaks out and puts all of our heroes knocking at death's door.
0: Yeah, super crazy. Super crazy. Eleven Episode, so kind of technically short, but if you include Mugen Train, which we are not going to talk about Mugen Train in this, we're, we're strictly going to be covering the Entertainment District arc because in our first episode way back in the day,
1: very first
0: episode, <laughs> we covered the Mugen Train movie along with season one, which kind of looking back at it, it's like, damn, that was a lot of content we
1: covered. That was, that was like, what, 24 <laughs> episodes plus the movie?
0: Yeah, that was a, a bunch a bunch of content so big episode and it wasn't even that long i think we covered it in in an hour
1: um i I recently re-listened to it to make sure yeah i can be a little bit on track it was like a solid hour and a half yep so we did pretty well
0: covering we covered a lot of content in, in a short period of time yeah for anybody who has not watched the Mugen Train arc, I did watch it. It's only eight episodes, seven episodes, seven episodes. Six of them are the movie. The very first episode is following along with Tengen. No, sorry, getting my arcs mixed up. It's following along with Rengoku. And you just kind of, it's a pre preamble to the Mugen Train is all it is. He's kind of in the area and just starts the whole thing. So it ends with him on the train is how is how it starts. Or excuse me, how it ends, which is how the Mugen train arcs or movie, excuse me, starts. So it's not really not really missing anything too much. I will also say that in the manga, that is not a part of it. Good information, but not a part of the manga. The first episode of yes, the first episode of the uh, Mugen Train, Mugen Train. and I mean nothing, nothing huge change, just kind of elongated the dreams, and that was really about it. I was like, oh, okay, that wasn't too bad. Okay,
1: yeah, so like we like what we said, we're not really gonna gonna we're not really going to concern ourselves with the Mugen Train arc yep. because we covered it already. Yep. So we're gonna focus on the Entertainment District arc.
0: Yes. Before we get started, Lance, you want to give us that Lance's lessons.
1: Today's Lance's Lessons is going to be the Japanese word for flashy, and that is Hade. Hade is spelt H-A-D-E, and Hade is very appropriate for this episode because our Hashira of the season is very flashy. He is very concerned about being the opposite of a shinobi in the shadows,
0: which now that I think about it. Definitely reminds me of Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh yeah, because the Shinobi wanted to be out into the world. Oh, in the uh, in tournament arc. Yep. Dark tournament arc.
1: Yeah, because yeah, they wanted to be in the shadows and have their own island, and now they want to expand and take
0: over. Yep. That's right. So kind of kind of similar, but it's only I only think about that as soon as you said, it. I was like, oh shit, okay, yep. Here we go. One hundred percent. Want to start this episode with favorite characters? Oh yeah. You want to give me yours?
1: Yeah, my favorite character is gonna be Nezuko. Okay, nice. Yeah, nice. she she's gonna go hand in hand with like what I'm gonna to claim to be my favorite like scene slash art or scene scene slash fight. <laughs> okay. Of the entire arc. That's just because she's a complete badass when she's fighting Daki. Yes. She just goes insane. Like she she grows. She, you know, of course, everybody knows she grows. She gets bigger. She looks like uh like an adult. Yeah. And then she just becomes super powerful. Like her regenerative abilities are explained to be on par with the upper six. Uh, she's, her blood is just so crazy. She was able to keep her limbs intact, her head attached. Yep. Just by coagulation of blood. That was super interesting. Kind of like a cop out too at the same time. <laughs> so that's,
0: that's always fun good old anime logic
1: but then when she just starts beating the fuck out of Daki just crushing her and just stomping her ass and I was so into that I'm like dude she's gonna mess her up I I thought this was the first time I watched this I totally thought that was gonna be like the conclusion of Daki okay yeah I can see that yeah because she's just going to town totally loved it um I also like that she finally showed a little bit of like weakness towards humans in that form like after she started going crazy after she started losing blood and then there was a human in one of the rooms bleeding and then and she's like, oh now I kinda want some blood. Which kind of did contradict what uh oh crap. U Urokodaki, There it is. Yep. Yeah,
0: what he was saying with the Basically she wouldn't like her mindset was against wanting to eat humans or feed on humans
1: hypnosis was the word of
0: yeah, yeah yeah okay yep yeah so
1: i can understand why people might think like we're well, not supposed to be like that but then again maybe that's some part of the drama like this is a huge growth thing for her and maybe her power is exceeding a little bit of that hypnosis so i was whatever whatever the deal is i'm totally on board with all of it whatever. yeah
0: i was perfectly accepting of it only because i mean she wasn't herself essentially uh-huh and so that's kind of why i accepted it for as what it was you got a favorite character in this arc Tengen Tengen definitely Tengen he's a badass
1: You know, the funny part is when we first saw him in, like, season one or whatever, and he was called the Sound Hashira, I'm like, that doesn't sound cool. He's not going to be that awesome. (laughs) But this, they did an amazing job really exploiting who he is, and he's freaking badass. I, I like him a lot.
0: Yep. And then I also love the fact that they essentially had two similar characters, as far as Hashira are concerned, in this season, where they're very flamboyant, you could say, where they're just very outspoken, very, like, in your face with their personality when ren goku and tengen but you see one die and you see one live and i thought that was really like really good to see where it's like you can almost expect people to die in this and it's like nope we're gonna you're gonna be able to live through this trial that happened Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and i'm really happy he ended up surviving in the end too yes because like For quite a while, we all kind of expected him to almost die during these various battles that kept going on. But at the same time, you can't show that everybody's just going to start dying. Because then you're not going to want to invest any emotions into any characters or any Hashira for that matter. Because, you know, we got stricken with Rengoku dying right away. Yeah. So that was really sad.
0: So heartbreaking. And then, of course, you know, he brought or he thought of Rengoku... During one of it, during the fight with, um, I don't, I forget how to say his name. It's the upper six, but it's the brother. Gyotaro. Yeah, when he was fighting uh, Gyotaro, it was, he reminisced about um, Rengoku kind of being like hey am i doing enough to help am i being essentially because it's all about um like living up to that person that died that you respected Mm -hmm. it's like am i living up to who you were as an individual yeah and they
1: definitely showed that a couple of times that Rengoku kind of sets the bar for, like, who people want to be yep. and how to push themselves to be even better slash go further. Yep. Because there was that one scene, it was like, it was it Tanjiro says, like, set your heart ablaze? Or was that uh, Tengen that said that or thought that? One of the two. Something along those lines. I'm drawing
0: yeah. a blank. I don't remember. But I know one of them does say it. Yeah, yeah
1: like, set your heart ablaze and then put yourself even further like Mm. just to bring him back into the picture and remind everybody that you know we all can do better so yep it's all good
0: yeah so definitely Rengoku have his figure on our shelf down in the uh in our studio now so glad I get to look at that huge figure for 50 bucks I'm just gonna say got it on Barnes and Noble it's like oh man I gotta get this
1: Yeah, it's a, yeah,
0: we're all looking at it right now. And
1: it's not your typical small figure. It's it's a good-sized figure. and it's,
0: it's Yeah, it's like a 9-inch figure, so it's pretty big. Yeah, it's really nice. Terrible content for our uh, <laughs> audio-based listeners, but it is on our Facebook and Instagram, so you can go back and check it out. Right. But, yeah, he's definitely my favorite. Pushing through, like you were saying, you know, it's like, oh, a sound hasherah can't be that cool. And he is all in your face, flamboyant, just uh, flashy, flashy. Yep. That was the word I was looking for. Flashy. Everything had to be flashy. I thought it was hilarious. Even the second and third time through watching it, I'm like, yep, nope, that was great. It's entertaining every single time he says it. Just like when Goku was saying tasty oh, when yeah. he's eating yeah, in right. the train car. I thought that was hilarious. Just kind of almost obnoxious about it, but in a funny way.
1: In a funny way. And it's not like they overdid it. Yep. Like, where every time he said flashy, like, it had this weird, like, command to it where it, like, brought too much. It brought attention to it because, you know, flashy is kind of, you know, a strange way to describe something, Mm -hmm. like, in everyday context. But, like, he said it, and it flowed so perfectly that, like... everything just worked
0: and i mean let's be honest so he i think he's they say he's like six feet tall yeah so he's huge compared to everybody else yeah and so just anytime he says something with it with all of his like gusto and all of his personality it's going to be more in his sense flashy Mm -hmm. than everybody else because he's just stands out
1: yep and the cool thing about him he's a shinobi Yep. And you know they described it like Shinobi are typically guys that hide, like I said earlier they hide in the shadows they attack in the dark yep. they do everything in secret Yep. and it's ironic that he's the complete opposite <laughs> so you know he's got painted fingernails he's got uh, the jewel the jewel headband yep and like the two little things like bang I don't know what they call those but they're like two little things that come down his head too
0: yep like, off his hair mm-hmm. and then I mean he's got his three wives yeah. And I mean, he's a dual wielder, so he's even more just unique and individual because everybody else has got one sword. And then, of course, he knows exactly how to use it to the best of his abilities.
1: Oh, yeah, he's so
0: good with that, too. Yep.
1: Like, as soon as they pulled out, like, that nunchuck sword deal, <laughs> and it's also flashy, too, because you know, it's got like gold plating on it, so it's mm-hmm. you know, so it's shinier. And his abilities with that thing, like, yep, when he went to go slash Gutaro. Yep, and like he's holding the tip of his blade so that the other blade can extend further and try to cut off both Daki and Gutaro's head off at the same time, and but slightly failed. Yep, like that was. I think that was an overlooked scene because I watched when we watched it like a year ago in Japanese. Yep, things were happening so fast you really didn't have like you're reading, you're watching. Mm-hmm. and then watching it again. Things are still happening pretty fast, and then it took me the third time listening at work, like, oh, he was actually cutting off Doki's head again and trying to cut off his head at the same time, Yo. all in the same combo move, like, that almost worked. <laughs> He's just so talented.
0: Yeah, it, it was insane, and then, of course, the... Sh- physical strength he needed just to just to do that and i mean let's be honest he is just menacing by how big and muscular he is because i mean you want to compare him to any of the other Hashira, and they're all nimble they're they're small they need to be able to get through these spaces and then you have Tengen that has like we'll just say 20 inch arms and Mm -hmm. just massive
1: yeah He's definitely a powerhouse.
0: Yo, he does not skip
1: leg day. Not not in the least. That dude does everything. Every muscle in his body
0: is perfect. Yes. And so it's such a good character design for him as well. Like it's, I really enjoyed all of our characters because they're all very unique. Mm -hmm. So something that you had brought up earlier was just kind of one of those scenes that was super great. You want to get into like a favorite scene right away, favorite moment.
1: Knock those out? Sure. Yeah. Well, I kind of already said it. Like, my favorite fight scene, and why Nezuku is my favorite, is because of that scene. So
0: I want to say favorite fight first, and if that includes your favorite scene, then we can... I guess I didn't
1: think too much about differentiating anything. Okay. Favorite fight scene is definitely the Nezuku versus Daki scene. Okay. It's just too much badassness. just goes on.
0: Yes. Uh, I will say my favorite fight is... Actually, the beginning fight with Tengen and Tanjiro and Gitaro. Gitaro. Gitaro, excuse me. Because it, I mean, it kind of had everything you're looking for as far as a fight. It was very just kind of orchestrated. You had ups and downs. You had cool moves with Gitaro and Tengen, and you had Tanjiro doing, like, figuring out, it's like, hey, you know, every good Demon Slayer uses um, sword skills that kind of bring out the best of them, so mm-hmm. it's when he's using his um, Dance of the Fire God, including with the water-breathing technique, so it's, uh sun-breathing and water-breathing, so that he can push through his limitations of his sun-breathing abilities. So I thought that, first, like, the beginning section of the first fight, so before uh, Tanjiro goes and fights Daki the second time with the three, with the other two, with um, Zenitsu and Inosuke. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's episode six or seven, one of those two. Maybe.
1: I can't. <laughs> i don't have my notes in front of me unfortunately
0: oh lance you suck
1: <laughs> that's all right though i mean i do feel i mean i've got a good sense of the entire arc
0: yes so it's all good yep yeah i'd definitely say that's my favorite as I far mean,
1: it's, it's kind of hard to choose because like most of this arc mm-hmm. basically was that fight and they managed to oh maybe about half The the entire second half was definitely pure fighting.
0: Yes. And they did
1: such an amazing job making that last that long without making you bored of anything.
0: Yeah, because it was like five episodes was the fight. But they staged it, which was nice. Because then, you know, you had my favorite fight. And then you had the Tanjiro, Inosuke, and Zenitsu section of the fight. And then you had the Tanjiro and Tengen minus his hand section of the fight mm-hmm. and you also had a and slash zenitsu section of the fight
1: right where they were just trying to take over daki
0: yep so you had all the you had these stages that kind of help break up the fight so the yes it's five episodes but it's like this is an episode this is half an episode here's another two-thirds of an episode so it, it, it's not as ridiculous dragon ball z-esque going right. on right and
1: now that we're bringing up all these fights oh and then i'm kind of thinking of one of my favorite scenes already now
0: so but then you also had the nezuku and daki fight oh yeah and you had tanjiro and daki fight so it's like yeah you had a lot of episodes but you had a shit ton of fighting going on like you had yeah, difference
1: everybody got an opportunity to fight like almost everybody yes and well yeah yeah so that was really nice yep Yep. But to loop back into one of my favorite scenes, it's kind of one of my best... Like LOL moments. Okay. And that's when Daki's head comes off because uh, when Inosuke saws Daki's <laughs> head off and then grabs it and then runs, yeah. I laugh so goddamn hard at that. Like, that's hilarious and mm-hmm. it's a genius at the same time. Like, yep. I, I thought that scene was so perfect. And then the fact that that scene only lasts for like 10 seconds, yep. Just shows how crazy things are going on. I'm like, it's, you go from brilliance to getting fucked up so quickly. Like, just, yep. Turn of events so quickly
0: yeah and then i also thought fa- i did find it funny when zenitsu wait wakes up like the whole <laughs> zenitsu thing was hilarious because i is like you do but be- you should just sleep all the time you do better when you're asleep yeah right and then makes point in the beginning where it's like you're a completely different person when you sleep so mm-hmm. makes note of that and then his like his whole mannerisms change his voice changed he's
1: yeah he's got like these super intelligent slash killer instincts like he knows exactly what to do in every moment yep i mean he's got speed on his side so that helps a lot Mm -hmm. but like yeah he becomes a completely different person and i think in lots of other anime i might dislike the sudden character like character description flip yep but like Zanetsu pulls it off
0: well it's it, almost polar opposites for one. Oh, exactly. And it's not the first time we've seen this, so mm-hmm. that helps.
1: Definitely. Yeah, because we've seen it in season one where we start to see how much of a badass he can become when he's sleeping. Yep. And then we got to see him really flush it out in the Mugen train. Yep. And then here he just goes even further.
0: Yeah, so I think just great development as far as he is concerned is bringing out his other half, you could call it, mm-hmm. his sleeping half. So I thought that was great. Honestly, I'd say my favorite my favorite part is the um, Daki and Gitaru scene when they're dying. Oh, so the, when they're when the final episode, yeah.
1: Or well, I guess they it is when a, they die in the second to final. So like
0: I'm they, talking their they their last episode when they're doing the flashback because uh-huh. again, it's that whole making you feel or these evil individuals mm-hmm. and it's like man just gotta pull on that heartstring. exactly just...
1: yeah because just like we were talking about Rui in season one like we are we are rooting for our heroes to just yep. get rid of these bad guys yep and then as soon as our mission is complete they got to make us like feel pity for for the bad guys and it's like oh man I kind of like them like they had <laughs> a pretty badass upbringing like not in a good way but like a super, super
0: terrible upbringing.
1: Super interesting. I was tr- yeah, that's yeah.
0: true, too. Yeah, because
1: Gutaro, his upbringing, you know, being a gross, ugly guy, but he was a badass with that scythe as a kid. Like, yep. damn. That was that was an amazing scene. But in that, okay, just to bring our viewers back into scope, like, the backstory that we're getting is, you know, Docu, you, Docu's this
0: 13-year-old girl. Let's keep that in mind, too. Yep um also da- during the um oh man what period is that the it's the samurai period oh they did not make
1: mention of it but i don't remember
0: quick google search so during the it's the edo period which is funny because that's when the shinobu or supposedly wiped away was during that period pretty much yeah but uh keep going
1: oh yeah so the bring everybody's memories back into place this is when daki is kind of being well she's essentially getting paid for her services she she's a this, prostitute yes by this samurai and she doesn't take a shit and stabs him in the eye yep. and then samurai gets all pissy and like you don't fuck with me and sets her on fire and yep gyotaro gets all mad and he's you know, carrying his burnt sister away, and then samurai comes from behind, slashes him in the back. We all think he goes down, and then the bitch of a House's whatever, like the
0: leader, of the head houses. mistress, you could call her. Yeah, not, not the head mistress, but the the head of the house.
1: Yeah, the head of this house that they're supposedly working for is total bitch. He's like, yeah, yeah, these guys, or this man. Gutaro has he, he been a huge sucks. problem. Yep. So it, if it cost me one pretty girl to get rid of the biggest problem I have, then I'll just find another pretty girl, whatever. Yep. And then Gutaro comes out of nowhere, jumps over the samurai, slashes the woman down the face. and like, damn, that was super just badass.
0: Fucking marks her out. <laughs> I thought that. I'm like,
1: good for you, dude. Like <laughs> now I feel for, I'm rooting for you at this point. <laughs> And then he just fucks up the samurai right after i'm like yep okay man i totally get you
0: yep it brings reason to why they became demons and yeah it's it, i really like that because it's it'd be super easy to just be like oh yep terrible people dead and then Tandro he could be upset because it's like well i don't actually want to kill anybody and you could have just called that a day mm. and people would have been like yep okay i get that even though they're evil He doesn't really want to kill people, so yeah, I get why he's upset. No, we gotta like make people feel bad about (laughs) hating these terrible demons that are what they've killed. What, I think 20 Hashira? Collectively, yeah. I think it
1: was like 14 and 7.
0: So, yeah, 21 Hashira between the two of them, which Mm. is insane. That's a huge number of Yeah, right, because when
1: they said that Gutaro killed like 14 Hashira, I'm like, you guys have been alive for a damn long time. Yep. Because you make us think that like you guys have been fucking shit up for like 20, 30, 40
0: years. But no, this makes it sound like they've been pushing like 50, 60 years. So... Easily. One reference that they make is... The head of the house that Doki is in, mm, yeah. she's talking about how when she was a girl, she got brought up about this Oran that would do this specific mannerism.
1: Yep the the head tilt and the nose up, which what Doki was doing like in the mid season when she was looking down on
0: the well, it's that, like head, head. tilt head tilt forward, but then have her nose up and at an angle or yep. something like that. Like it was very very specific about well Doki. yep and then she's like well how old are you you can't be you must be does she call her a demon or does she just say
1: mm, i think she did straight up just call her a demon like she she was already like yeah well, I'm, gonna, she, I'm gonna call you out
0: yeah she's dumb terrible, uh-huh. terrible decision it's like if somebody's been alive this long probably for a reason don't fuck with her mm-hmm. like come on
1: at least without backup <laughs>
0: Yeah, bring a samurai or something. <laughs> as, some,
1: as weak as he might be, at least bring some kind of arsenal of weaponry of some sort, whatever. Or yep. she could have at least called the Hashiras to come help or something like
0: yep yeah. well they don't so that's the thing you have to remember the demon slayer core is kind of like the shinobi where they're in shadow nobody Ooh. really knows who they are that's a
1: good point because the general public really doesn't know that like demons
0: demons are exist among them. like that's like, yeah, why they have to hide their folk, swords and stuff yep I forgot about that so yeah it would have had to have been a samurai which aren't even a thing well, they might be a thing in like certain like in today's standards and Tanjiro's
1: day standard
0: I would say more like a for show not actually a samurai kind of thing but I doubt they even had samurai back in the day because you can't walk around with swords
1: oh yeah because in Mugen Train they were getting yelled at and they're about to get captured strictly because they had swords you know on their side so
0: yep Apparently she just fucked. No backup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. You know, maybe because she felt all high and mighty running this brothel. Brothel. Yeah. No. I but, mean, let's just call it what it is. It's a yeah, yeah, like it's a brothel.
0: Yeah, we there's worse names. We'll we'll be nice and we'll call it a brothel. Right. And
1: yeah, so she's getting she's got money. She's got a little bit of power because you know she's running this business. So maybe she felt a little confident calling calling her out, Dockey out. Yep. For, being a frog
0: sort of yeah it was really interesting i thought it was super fucked up sticking
1: on Doki real quick yep her belt demon yep never got fully flushed out on like exactly what it is
0: so it's an extension of her and it's the best way i could do it or i could think of it as it's a piece of her that she uses to store the humans That she wants to eat for later. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is when she reabsorbs the belt, she gets her full strength. Right. So kind of, I'm trying to think of a good reference point. I want to think. In Dragon Ball Z, when Piccolo, not when Piccolo, when Yamcha separates himself, he loses part of his power, right? Like, I think they make mention of that in the Cell Arc. Yamcha? Not Yamcha. uh, Tien. Excuse me. Oh. When Tien separates himself, um, he lose like he basically splits his power into sections, right?
1: Right, like each copy
0: gets a bit of his power, right? And I think it's similar, but instead of being you know a copy of himself, it's just a, a division of power. Yeah, sure.
1: I'm not going to bore with that. The only thing that threw me off was, you know, it was like two separate beings. And I I guess the biggest reason I want to bring this up is because the belt demon aspect of it Mm -hmm. gave like super Disney vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Just in its design, its mouth, its eyes, the way it talked, like it made me feel like I can see this in a Disney movie.
0: (laughs) yeah now that you bring it up i'm like oh yeah no i can i can see that as well i would agree definitely kind of disney-esque i will say it is in the manga just as it basically just as it's drawn in the anime or vice versa however you want to think about it so might have gotten some inspiration from some disney movies i don't know (laughs)
1: Maybe. But this belt is a complete badass, too. Yeah, just like, storing
0: all these humans so that so Daki much, can eat them later.
1: Yeah, that's that's such a unique concept because yep. basically it's Daki's fridge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you could put it that way. It's also a good way for Daki to be able to kind of travel in between all the other brothels without having to completely sacrifice herself.
1: Or expose herself. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So it, it makes it easy for her to you know, do her. Which is she considered an Orion or? Orin?
1: Yeah, she was an Orin of. I don't remember the house's name, but she. There was oh, one house that she was wherever the the blonde wife. Um,
0: yeah, I don't. I didn't write down the wife's name. The character list. Makio.
1: Wherever Makio's house was, that's where she. Oh, you know what? Oh, well, it's it's so crazy because now you have to remember that she jumps back and forth because Makio was in the house that Inosuke was investigating. Yep, But at the same time, when Daki was the Oiran, she bitch slapped Zenetsu at his house. Because we have to remember, she can travel between houses in a way.
0: So I think she was at Zenetsu's house as the Oran. Yeah, I think that's how that worked. And but then she captured uh, Makio Machio in uh, you know. zen, Yeah, and, excuse me. Captured um, Maki in Inosuke's house, or the well, the one he was in. Mm-hmm. And then I guess there wasn't anybody worth. T- well, trying to think. No, because in Tanjiro's house, she took the. Oiran in
1: oh yeah just before that oiron officially left like yeah because tanjiro is saying goodbye to that oiron and he's like oh yeah tomorrow i'm getting a husband and i'm leaving and i'm sad that i'm leaving all these girls behind because i know things are dangerous and then as soon as tanjiro leaves daki absorbs that oiron
0: do you think uh daki planted it planted
1: oh the husband though the, like yep. this was all fake Yes. So that the public would um, think that she's being taken.
0: Yeah, so she has a good excuse to disappear.
1: Okay. I, at first, I did not think that. I'm like, if she's getting taken by her husband tomorrow, you know, maybe some public guys are going to be like, okay, well, he never came. Yeah. But, but now, if she just suddenly disappears, everybody's going to just believe that she just went off with this guy. Yep. So, well, yeah, they- I, I like your idea that she's the one that made it all happen, you know, fakely. Yep. Yeah, I like that. It makes that makes things more smooth.
0: Well, Doki could essentially pay because she, I mean she makes mention she doesn't need money for food or anything else. Right. So she could pay for uh not even gonna bother looking up what the woman that the oran that got paid for i don't what her name was yeah I don't know. and she could pay for her and then she just disappears nobody would think about it it's like oh well she must have just went and nobody like in the middle of the night or something
1: right yeah so it's a it's a clean getaway yep
0: could have been then that might be what she's been doing for years who knows
1: oh that actually this character list says koinatsu i think that might have been the, the really nice the nice one that's going to get paid off
0: yeah sure we'll go with that yeah that's <laughs> that's what what her name is and yeah so i wonder if that's what daki had been doing for years
1: that would explain why she's been able to be there for so long with people disappearing left and right
0: yep just making
1: everybody believe that all these women are just going off doing their own thing and in reality she's eating them
0: yep and i mean Tanjiro makes mention of it. it's like well that's a super convenient mm-hmm. excuse where they just run away i don't remember what the actual term is uh
1: I wrote it down in my notes, but... But of course... There's a a term.
0: Yes, there is a term. I suck and I did not write it down in my notes, so here we are.
1: The term was someone who either runs away to avoid their payment for their services...
0: Or, you know, no longer wants to be a prostitute, crazy enough.
1: Or just straight up kills himself.
0: Yeah, or kills himself. So it's...
1: So any way to get out of...
0: They leave for whatever reason, or mm -hmm. they're no longer in their position for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So it's great concept and then of course you know a demon being in this area also makes complete sense Mm -hmm.
1: there's a place that just lives at nighttime Yep, she can just be normal
0: yep um this kind of sounds like a good place to take a break so we'll be back after our break And now that we're back from our break, one person I really want to focus on because we've already focused enough on Tengen is uh, Tanjiro just because there's so much that happened with him in this season or arc.
1: Yeah, so much. I mean, we, we see him, I guess in the beginning, you know, he's training, he's getting better. Yep. But like when he's put in the, middle of all these battles you know he's getting pushed to the edge of his life he's getting pushed to the edge of his limits at so many moments yep when we see him get and the very first time he realizes that like when he first meets daki and he gets bitch slapped into a a <laughs> building and then he has this moment with himself of like oh i'm numb because obviously my body hit this wall like i can get over this Yep. and then when he starts fighting daki and his sword starts chipping away and daki gives him shit like Your sword maker is shitty at his job because your sword is already falling apart. And he has, like, my sword maker is amazing. My sword's only falling apart because I can't do my part. Like, I'm not good enough. Because I suck. Right. And after that is when everything just starts going step by step up. And the uh, Hinokami Kagura keeps coming out left
0: and right. Yep. And just the blood coming out of his eyes. Like, his eye essentially his blood vessels explode in his eyes because he's pushing his limits so hard so hard
1: and at the same time I'm pretty sure he's like not breathing
0: no he's 100% not breathing
1: <laughs> yeah cuz well yeah like, cuz there's that one moment where he's fighting Daki on the roof yep and to bring this scene into scope like Tanjiro puts all of Daki's belts into a stack he stabs it and there's this awesome ass fight or awesome ass scene where he's slashing away
0: and yeah, he's, he's like, I'm going to move faster than you can react to my movement, essentially. Mm-hmm.
1: And just before Tanjiro's blade makes contact with Daki's throat, mm-hmm. his brother's memory or some sort, like he has this vision where his brother tells him, dude, breathe. Yep. And then he remembers that he has to breathe. He's like, oh
0: shit, yeah, that's right.
1: Stops him short from cutting off Daki's head, starts hyperventilating and needs to catch himself and then gets, you know, destroyed
0: Yep. It, it was super crazy i thought it was i liked it because it's like you can push yourself but you're not going to get this infinite amount of ability to push yourself
1: mm-hmm. which makes me wonder like if he were to push him there, i mean there's multiple times where he was pushing himself so hard and just before anything was able to conclude he fell short of it just because he's been pushing himself so hard
0: yep i think What'll have to happen is that he has to keep either fighting or keep pushing himself. Yeah, it's just kind of like working out where you'll never get stronger. You'll never be able to increase your endurance without pushing past your limits and continuing on. I wa- I watch some videos and it's like, you know, instead of always adding weight every time, go say you're doing five sets of five. If the first set you can do five, do five. If the next set you can only do four, we'll do that same set at four and do it 4 4 and just kind of keep continuing like that until you can go. Because if you lower your weight and now you're doing six, well, then it's too light. Mm-hmm. So same same concept where it's push yourself as far as hard as you can for as long as you can because that's how you're going to grow not sort of kind of pushing yourself as far as you can just because you want to be able to maintain the, yeah yeah
1: because that's that's maintaining that's not growing
0: yeah it's like well i know i can do this certain breathing for 30 seconds or in especially in this case where it's like you know zenitsu talks about how he can do his godspeed attack twice so it's like well he needs to be pushing himself and trying and do it a third time so he needs to consistently do it twice and attempting to do it a third time or he's just never gonna stop it's like well in same concept mm-hmm. where Tanjiro needs to keep pushing himself through his sun god breathing I don't remember what's the actual uh do you remember what that what it's actually called the dance of the sun god? Is that what it is?
1: Well, Ren Goku's dad was calling it sun breathing. Yep. But you're talking about Tanjiro's dad in the yep. first season when he was doing the breathing in the winter and he was doing that dance. Yep. Yeah, I'm running a little bit of a blank on that at the moment.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. It's Shino. No, It's Hinokami
1: not... Hino Kagura is yep. the flame... Maybe that's what it is. That's just the yeah, that's sun dance. Is. Yep. Okay. Um, one thing I want to add on to that is we see... Tindro pushing himself because back when he's at the uh, the estate and he's got his body temperature of 100 and he's pushing himself day by day. Yep. And those three little girls are like, no, you need to lay in bed and recover and rest because your body temperature is too high. Yep. He's like, yeah, but I'm doing my best when my body temperature is high. Yep. And we'll, we see that in the fight. He's like, oh, I need to increase my body temperature. Yep. And I guess maybe holding your breath is one way to do that because it, like, condenses is it like everything is uh being contained within your body maybe because you're not (laughs) breathing and cooling down your body so yeah maybe that's just one perk to that
0: but logic we'll call it
1: (laughs) yeah so yeah i mean we see him pushing himself to his limits just by kind of making himself sick
0: yep in in a sense yeah making himself sick i don't know if he's you know got the flu or something it's just his heart rate or excuse me his internal body temperature is just high Mm -hmm. to be able to use disability and i wonder if that's why tanjiro's father was sick was because his body Ooh. temperature was so high all the time
1: i like that idea that would make a little bit more sense because yep. yeah he, f- he fell to some kind of illness that we don't officially know
0: yeah incurable disease i think is all they make mention of mm-hmm.
1: yeah that would make more sense he just you know kept pushing himself and stayed in a constant high body temperature yep i can i like that idea
0: yeah that'd be I'll tell you right now we we don't find out how he dies oh, we, well let me rephrase that we don't find out what he has when he dies like okay. we just know that he's dead and that's really all they make mention of it as far as that's concerned so spoiler alert I guess we'll say sure <laughs> like it's not really a spoil like it, not bringing anything away from the the series and it, it would be it would be cool to see like if the reason behind his death if that was why or he just got sick also possible.
1: Also possible. But I like your idea. I think it adds more, <laughs> more fun. Yes. More flashiness to this.
0: <laughs> yes, all the flashiness.
1: But to stay on Tanjiro, we get to see more, we get to learn more about, like, the scar. Yep. Um, about how the sun users typically have this kind of scar, like his dad had. Yep. But we learned that Tanjiro, like, accidentally got this scar.
0: Yeah, he got a he got splashed by hot water, whether it be from tea or whatever it was. You can mm. stew water. I, I don't know. Hot water got on his face. Typical Tanjiro, though, saving his family. I think it was his brother, little brother.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think some hot water was falling on him, and he pushed him out of the way or something. Yep. Something quick. Got yep. a little scar out of it.
0: Yep. And then he yep. got, his scar grew weird. Mm -hmm. because of his fight with was it the arm demon the one that had the arm wrapped around his neck and stuff like that he says he gets it in
1: one of the fights the one that's coming to my mind is when he was fighting the drum demon the one that
0: but he says he gets it in while um going through the demon slayer testing the final for the final the final yeah the final exam exam yeah which would only which would be his only exam but you know uh the hand demon is what they have it as
1: yeah the one that killed all of the other fox mask guys yep yeah that one that one's ringing some more bells
0: yes from that fight is where he gets his scar elongated enlarges whatever you want to call it it as it appears today but then of course you know we see it metamorph into this super Mm saiyan-esque transformation where his hair hair stands up and his scar gets bigger and i thought that was really really cool to see yep because he's pushing past his limits and kind of living up to his destiny kind of thing yeah
1: because it's somewhere within his bloodlines Mm -hmm. and maybe if he didn't have this um scar that he got as a child Maybe these limits that he's pushing would have given him the scar right Mm -hmm. here. Yep. So I can see that one being its origin story, like what should have been the scar's origin story. Well, actually, the origin story would have probably been back (laughs) with the demon and then the final selection. But
0: yes. Yeah. One thing I will say is I guess I didn't really pay attention to when we saw him at the end if his scar looked the same or if it reverted.
1: Ooh, good idea. I don't remember it all at this moment either.
0: I think it reverted. Mm-hmm. I would like to say so. But that would be... Very interesting uh, to see if it like comes and goes as he taps into his power. But that does remind me of when he, when Tanjiro has his fight with Daki in the beginning, and she's having these like flashbacks because of Muzan and his memories when the original Sun user or whoever that character was in the past is essentially having the same conversation with Muzan that Tanjiro is having with Daki. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I thought that was an awesome parallel.
0: Yep. Where it's, could you, would you think of that as a reincarnation or would you just think that there's certain aspects of that'll repeat themselves within the lineage of an individual
1: um i like your latter version a little bit okay but ultimately i just think it was deja vu okay um because we know that all these upper and lower rank demons have some of muzan's blood Mm -hmm. and by anime logic that allows (laughs) them to stay connected and just be part of muzan and then that triggered some sort of deja vu memory
0: and so you think that Tanjiro and whoever this individual was have similar personalities? Is that what you're thinking? Oh, yeah. To to bring these deja vu moments into reality.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That That's what I thought immediately. Yep. And whether that character is Tanjiro's dad, his granddad, or maybe even another lineup. Great, great, great,
0: great. Whatever.
1: <laughs> However long ago that moment was.
0: Do they make mention of how long demons have been around? Is it? I'm sure it's been. I think a thousand. No. Because they make mention of how old uh, Tamayo is. Because they make a, money, a funny moment about it. But I think it's like a couple hundred years.
1: I think Tamayo was like 200 years old. Yeah, I think Or Tamayo so. was the one she turned into a demon was 200 so she might be a little older than 200. Yeah. So, so something along those lines.
0: So it's probably been a few hundred years that demons have been around. So however many greats that would be as far as 200 years would be. Mm-hmm. Speaking of... I, kind of cliffhanger moment in the end of the season when you find out about lineage so did you pick up on that point where Muzan and the master also known as um Oyokata
1: and he's that blind guy he's the blind guy he's the sort of poison thing going through him
0: I think it's like a a blood disease Mm. and they are related him and Muzan Him and Muzan are related because the statement is Oya Kota, which is the blind guy, uh, says you are the single blemish within our entire family. Mm. So if you're not paying attention because it's, a one-liner, essentially. If you're not paying attention to that one thing he truly says, you're just gonna be like, "Oh, okay." You're like a ble- you. You're gonna hear blemish and be like, "Oh, just a blemish on the world," kind of thing, right? Versus a blemish in that family, that lineage.
1: Okay, I guess that does sound really familiar mm-hmm. because maybe the way I took it, the way I took it at first was, we got to learn that. That was a family in itself at that final scene. Like that woman that was caring for him mm-hmm. was basically his wife, mm-hmm. and those two those twins. K- yep, those
0: twins are are, his ki- are their kids. Yep, are in fact their children.
1: And I guess I meant I thought that the blemish meant like because of him, because of Muzon He's going to die, and now that's going to be a hindrance on that family.
0: Yep. That would make sense, but nope. They are related. Now, we don't know how they're related, mm-hmm. but they are genetically related in some manner. So okay. it would be interesting to find out how.
1: Right. Yeah, because that, that opens up a lot more questions. Yeah. That, that makes things way more interesting. Yeah. Really cool.
0: So I remembered that, and I'm just like, oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> just because I had subtitles on. And I read it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck. They are related. So... That's it, cool. It's definitely something I 100% want to find out more information on. Mm. So, little uh, what the fuck at the end of the season, that's for sure. Yeah, Lance, anything else you kind of want to talk about?
1: I would be a little remissed if we didn't talk a little bit about Inosuke. Yep. Because he would be my second favorite character this entire arc. Okay. Uh, and that's strictly because... He's just so damn funny.
0: I I mean, if we're going to bring up second favorite characters, I'm going to say Zenitsu. Oh, yeah? It's so funny. He's so comedic to this entire season
1: oh even in the beginning yeah yes yeah he was definitely funny
0: because he's like angrily playing whatever that instrument is oh yeah because he took offense to being called an ugly woman which is funny in itself uh-huh. but just he got called ugly so then of course he's going to be angry that the fact that he got sold off for super cheap By Tengen, and so he learns how to play this guitar-esque thing on the first try. One thing I will say is it's really cool how they played into his hearing. Oh, yep.
1: How he was able to hear a song and then immediately be able to play all of that from... Just memory.
0: Yep. He, is, uh, but, he understands the noise. Yep. But let's uh, let's talk about Onosuke. He's hilar- He's also hilarious in this uh, mm-hmm. season. Onosuke you know, is just so damn funny. And also, this is the first time we get to see his face. We have to remember that. This season is the first time we see him under his boar's mask.
1: No, we see it in season one. Do we? Yeah, because we're like, dude, he's beautiful under that face. And it looks <laughs> it's really
0: strange because we usually see him
1: as just the boar. Yes. But yeah, yes. there was a, quite a few times that he's had it off.
0: Okay, so I'm I'm just misremembering things, which is not unusual, especially if you ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we well, talking about his face. One comedic uh, value right there
1: is as soon as he gets you know sold off to that uh, house, they, the owner of the house takes off the makeup and is like, "Wow, I got him on a deal. Like he's even more beautiful without makeup, or she's even more beautiful without makeup." And yep, so I thought that was really funny. I mean. As far as writing goes, and trying to like confuse us watchers, and be like, okay, so why is this big brute of a dude look pretty? Yeah, and then to put that prettiness into the next season, and be like, okay, well now that prettiness is being of great use, and except pretty face, super deep manly voice, so. He had to be quiet the entire time.
0: (laughs) Tegan says he can't talk at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, And even if you tried acting like a girl, you'd be even more creepier. So that was pretty funny.
0: That was funny. And then I did find it, I found it good that, you know, they bring up, he is, essentially he doesn't wear a top because it interferes with his abilities. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really good because it makes, I can't say it makes sense because it's like. I I have no idea how that makes sense, it but it
1: strangely makes sense. Yeah it, yeah,
0: it it gives added reason to it. Right. Like instead of just being like, ah, I wanted some dude with an eight pack, and that's why <laughs> he doesn't wear a shirt. So right. it gives a a reason behind it.
1: Right, so yeah, he's he's wearing that kimono in the house, and he can't like feel where the demon is within the house because yep. he feels
0: constricted. And
1: yep. so I thought that was a, a good point of information to throw out there.
0: Yeah, then he punches the customer in the face. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> Yeah, def- definitely a very funny moment. Mm-hmm. Um him doing
1: that scorpion pose trying to <laughs> locate the demon in the house and scaring the the leader. Yep. That was funny.
0: Yep. It, he was a very good character for this whole arc. Mm-hmm.
1: Every moment, if he there was no low point of, you know, It was either super com Oh, okay. One of my favorite comical moments is when He's on the roof with Tanjiro, and he's, like, trying to explain that the demon's in his house, and he's doing all these stupid hand motions. Like, I don't know how I can be more clear. I am being super obvious right now. And Tanjiro's like, yo, yeah, I believe you, even though you make no sense right now. I thought that part was one of my favorite parts. Yep, and his
0: muscular mice. Like, the first time I saw his mice, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. (laughs) I...
1: Busted out laughing when we first saw that. Like, I know we were watching this, like, a year ago on the side when it was first being released, and we were doing podcasts on the side, and we made mention, like, oh, yeah, we're just trying to stay up to date with uh, Season 2 of Demon Slayer. And I didn't want to spoil the mice at that moment, but, like, those mice at first sight were so (laughs) goddamn funny.
0: Yeah, muscular mice. I was like, what? Why? Why do they have to be muscular? Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> at this point, why not? Let's just make it as insane as possible.
0: Yes. And, I mean, they were useful. They carried his swords around, I guess, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's, well, for a mouse, a mouse, they're heavy. Yeah. You could say. Muscle.
1: <laughs> Muscle. <laughs> yeah, definitely love them. <laughs>
0: yeah those mice were hilarious he was really good very entertaining and then of course you know at the end where he tells uh gishiro Gitaro, Gitaro uh that you know poison doesn't affect him because he's from the mountains and it's like what why would the mountains have anything to do with being immune to poison right
1: just being just because you have survival instincts i did like that both Tengen and Inosuke eventually fell victim to the poisons. Like, they're trying to act like such badasses. Like, yeah, yeah, poison doesn't affect me. And then eventually they drop.
0: Pushing past your limits. Mm
1: -hmm. So I thought that was fun.
0: Yeah, it was really good. And then, of course, anime logic where I like how, so fourth wall moment where, you know, you have Nezuko being able to use her blood demon arc or blood demon uh, abilities to burn up demon poison and Tandra is like i have no idea why it works but it does (laughs) just
1: go with it man
0: (laughs) it's just kind of fourth wall-esque where it's like yeah yep that's a thing Mm -hmm. just anime logic is all we can call it
1: yeah which uh begs the question what if nezku can help that blind dude back at the estate
0: i'm gonna go with no because it's not a demon issue it's a genetic thing okay i guess that might be a good explanation you you can see that he's dying because he's coughing up blood and so i it's got to be a genetic disorder or it could be a curse that was brought upon the family when muzan was born Right, which would also make sense. That could
1: be it too. Yeah, so just something that's out of Nezuko's hands. Yep. Ultimately, which is totally fine.
0: Yep. Honestly, all the main characters in this were great because they all had arcs in this arc where they had their highs and their lows. They had great character development. This whole series has been is very well done. I can't say it beat me out for anime of the year, but this season was just amazing in general.
1: In general, yeah. Everything was insanely beautiful. Everything was so well animated. Mm -hmm. It was definitely taking movie quality and making it just commonplace and keeping that as a standard. Yeah,
0: especially for this season. It kind of feels, I can't say definitively that this was like the highest um, animation quality of the season, of the year, because I didn't, I haven't watched every anime this year yeah that's true but it's definitely like a tier movie like you said movie quality animation Mm -hmm. going on and it was just so well done
1: well real quick this kind of brings me into my quick little Hot take on this entire season.
0: Yeah, let's hear it. See, now
1: watching this the first time. Everything was so new and amazing. I didn't really nitpick anything. But watching it again, I started to notice a couple things. Okay. Most of this series is kind of like snapshots like single screen things with okay. very little movement going on like okay. beauty explodes everywhere yep but like there's lots of moments where there's a freeze frame and then there's like 5 seconds of talking <laughs> and then maybe the only thing that's moving is like Doki's belt going across someone's throat, like near missing someone or something like that. Okay. So my hot take is there. This this anime is beautiful. yeah But it's making freeze frames more elaborate than what we're used to, and I think they skate by doing a lot of those. Okay. And just making it unnoticed.
0: Okay. So yeah, I can I can see that where it's like, hey, we're gonna freeze frame. We're gonna. Like, zoom out. We're going to see this beautiful artwork, and then we're going to kind of continue on with what's going on. And I can see that that kind of plays into something I was going to mention in manga mentions, where a lot of the fighting that happens is, in essence, elongated compared to the manga, where it's you get more. Fight scenes compared to in the manga where they are significantly shorter, which I'm not complaining about because, you know, everybody who loves a shonen fight scene will love what's going on in the anime. But if you only want story, like, you don't care about the fights. Right. So it, it's one of those to each his own where if you love a fight scene, you're going to love this series. Right. If you just want to skip through, kind of skip through, like, we're – you don't want the fight to be the main focus and you want the storyline to be the main focus. You're going to be slightly turned off. And I think the anime or excuse me, I think the manga does a better job of going more towards the story compared to the fight
1: right because it's just gonna be an insane expectation for a manga to have like 20 pages of just random ass poses of fights and then you have to just picture like oh how to get from point a to point b and
0: yeah where it, it's a lot of you'll get snippets of a fight and then it continues mm-hmm. versus in the anime where it's like okay well this snippet we're gonna explain how you go from point a to point b and elongate it by a minute or two right and i'm not complaining about it because i i really enjoy that style of anime where it's like all right i want to see especially in a fight how did i get from point a to point b to point c Mm -hmm. and when i'm reading the manga i'm honestly i'm more happy to kind of skip it because it's like, say, a, an, a chapter is 60 pages, but 30 of it is the fight. And it's like, well, cool. But if I'm, especially in the, in what we're doing, where I'm trying to get through a season in two weeks, I don't care about the fight. I'll watch it.
1: Right. Because we're just explaining the differences between yep story details.
0: So in, in our essence, I don't really care about a fight as far as minute details. Mm-hmm. I love big explosion points. But other than that, get me from point A to point B. It's really all I care about. Right. Because I'll enjoy the fight, whether I'm watching every little detail or I don't. Like, just, I'm not going to complain. That's one huge difference between the anime and the manga, is just fight scenes in the manga are significantly shorter.
1: Yeah, that's totally fine.
0: Yep. Um, I want to say the whole series, well, excuse me. I want to say, like, it. it's that's really all I'm going to bring up prior to the manga mentions because we'll kind of find out why mm-hmm. when we get to that point.
1: And before we close this off, yep. my, my hot take about the frozen scenes do kind of happen to be a, a very good majority of the normal scenes. Yeah. When it comes to fighting, the fighting itself is actually well choreographed and well, well played. Everything oh, is yeah. beautiful. Like one of the very last scenes when Tangan is fighting the brother Yep. and they're going hard, like completely all out. That was one of the most beautiful scenes in just anime in general because everybody's moving. The camera is going 360 from like every yeah. Especially point of view. this
0: year, that's probably the one of the best fights of the mm-hmm.
1: year. Yeah, like yeah, you can't you can't dock that at all. Like yeah, just so much was going on. Every both Tengen and the brother were attacking at full power. The brother had all these blood slashes going everywhere. They're blocking. Yep. They're attacking. And like I said, the, the camera angle going from like a 360, individual
0: to individual, like kind of panning around each person. Yeah, the
1: pan around, like what you would see, like at a like if you're watching football on TV, and you got those cameras yep on the strings or whatever. That's kind of yeah. how I'm looking at it. Like, or
0: shit, even like in a Marvel esque movie where it's like you're going from the villain to the superhero and then kind of just kind of like getting that whole 3D picture exactly of what's going on in the surroundings and yeah it's like you wouldn't think twice that this was a superhero like big budget movie kind of animation
1: right so yeah something like that deserves 100% praise yep so beautiful
0: yes it was it was very very well done i will say we you and i are very much shown in fight scene kind of people oh yeah so in superhero-esque type people especially you lance where it's like you want to watch everything anything and everything that's superhero related right so it's just kind of for any new listeners gives a little background of what we really enjoy watching so um anything else you want to talk about before we get into the manga mentions
1: no i think uh that's most of the highlights and i'm good from there
0: yeah definitely one of my favorite seasons of the year I will say that. Um we can
1: say that because this was last year's winter. And as of today, we haven't officially started this year's winter.
0: Yep. And by the time uh winter or by the time this is released, winter of twenty three will just be released. So it, it's we can say as of twenty twenty two, top definitely top three, top five esque seasons of the year. Yeah. But let's get into some manga mentions. <laughs> for anybody that wants to kind of read from the start of mugen train so from the very beginning of season two you can pick that up on chapter 54 and if you want to start in the entertainment district arc it starts on chapter 65 So, I mean, 11 chapters for a movie? That seems
1: short for chapters.
0: For an hour and a half. It's not too bad. Not too bad at all. Nope. And if anybody wants to start at the beginning of what would be season three, you would start on chapter 97. We're talking 32 chapters in this 11-episode season.
1: Of the entertainment? Yep, entertainment. Entertainment. was 32 chapters long. Yep, Entertainment
0: okay. uh, District Arc was 32 chapters. So not not too many, uh, I guess, on the lower end of what would be a typical 12-episode season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not all that many less comparatively. One thing that the manga brings up is Guitaro's name is, in essence, his name means pimp. Pimp? Yes. He's Gitaro a, or his original name? His, Gitaro. Okay. Is essentially a slang term for pimp. That's funny. Yes. Because yep. that's essentially what he is. He is, he collects on debts. Yep. And he protects his sister from, well, people paying for prostitution. Right. So in essence, he is a pimp. That's funny. It is a very, it's a very clever um, way to, or play on words. Excuse me. It's a very clever plan in words.
1: Right. And I suppose one thing we didn't flush out was Daki's original name is Ume. Yep. And they explained in the anime that Ume was the disease that killed their mother.
0: Which is also syphilis. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's funny. That That is another thing you find out in the manga, that his, their mother died of syphilis. Ah. Uh. So, which um, makes sense. She is a prostitute. so. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, is common enough, probably. Probably very common. One thing that you learn is kind of a Nosuke's past, and where so you. I mean, you know that he was raised by Boar. But then you're like, well, so if he was raised by boar, how does he get? How is he able to talk to people? Mm. How is he able to read? How is he able to do any of these things?
1: Can he read though? Like he is kind of stupid.
0: He is kind of dumb, but the very minimum, <laughs> we know he can talk to people. Yeah, and that is because there was this old man uh, in the mountains that had a shrine that basically brought in. Inosuke in the fact that he would feed him and read him books. And that is how Inosuke learned to talk was through the interactions with this old man. But they bring mention to it or they make funny moments of it where his son, the old man's son, was like, hey, don't talk to this wild animal. This is what's going to happen if you bring like that whole if you feed a wild animal, they're just going to keep coming back. They make jokes on that where it's like, hey, if you keep feeding him, he's just going to keep coming back and you're never going to get rid of this wild boar because the son is mistaking Inosuke as a wild animal. Mm. And then at the very end, they make a joke how Inosuke overpowers the son of this old man and was like, you're gonna bow down to me because I am stronger than you. Where essentially he talks for the first time. Mm. So it's just a just a joke, just kind of a little bit of background information on Onosuke. He is still wearing the board's mask the entire time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so,
1: okay. Well, that's pretty interesting. I wonder if they'll show that in like season three or something.
0: Maybe honestly, they might not might not ever bring it up because this was in the beginning. Of the entertainment district arc kind of thing versus, I mean, we're way, probably 30 some chapters beyond where it is. And it's just kind of funny that Inosuke can just talk, even though he was raised by Boar.
1: Right, if you think about it. Mm Yeah,
0: they make mention how the kunai can paralyze normal demons for half a day so
1: the wisteria kunai
0: yep the kunai that um is laced with the wisteria poison Mm -hmm. can paralyze normal demons for a half a day and Guitaro is basically paralyzed for like a minute at most i don't know basically
1: how fast-paced everything was like it was just a moment Uh uh-huh yeah
0: so very short period of time comparatively anyway one thing you're not gonna get the visually visual stimulation that you would in an anime. The entire fore, excuse me, the entire background and foreground of this area, the entertainment district, does not catch on fire by the attack by Guitaro.
1: Oh, I mean Guitaro basically drops a nuke with his body and blows everything up.
0: So before that, so when he saves um, his sister Doki from a nose K after that, like super slash attack and the entire area is on fire at that point. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't get on fire. Like, I don't know how it all got on fire but apparently everything just kind of self imploded and <laughs> turned into fire because neither Doki or guitarro had any fire attacks like right. what caused it all to be on fire
1: i suppose the first thing comes in my mind is what if there's some kind of stupid stove going on inside a building and it gets knocked over
0: every single one of them in the <laughs> entire village right so there's no fire in the manga okay very visually appealing and the anime but in the manga you're i mean you're not going to get anything out of it so nothing is on fire and then also after Guitaro breaks Tanjiro's fingers is when he asks Tanjiro if he wants to become a demon, not Enosuke, not Tanjiro like fleeing and then getting caught by Guitaro again, then Guitaro asking him, No, it's after the entire area gets destroyed. Guitaro is talking with Tanjiro, breaks his fingers, and then it was like, you know what would be a good idea why don't you turn into a demon and then that conversation happens mm. so it they, so again
1: flip-flopped a little bit
0: they, they just elongated it that's really all that happened because nothing happened between him escaping and then him getting attacked like eliminate that part and that is what happens in the maca hmm. yeah so you're not losing anything you're not gaining anything I wouldn't call it any sort of filler. It's just making it more visually appealing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just as I had mentioned earlier, most of the fights are that way. Actually, almost every single one of the fights are that way. Um, Such as the monologue with Tengen and his wives talk about how, you know, it's like, well, what do you want to do after we defeat an upper moon? It's like, well, I think we should kind of just become Shinobu, Shinobi and disappear. And in the anime they go into like this super long monologue and he's having the all these flashbacks and all these other things and like the flowers falling on all of his wives. Like that part doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's a that's pretty fluffy just to add. Yeah. Like, over dramatic <coughs> love interest of the wives towards Tengen.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, they all love each other perfectly fine with it as far mm-hmm. as an anime is concerned. It just doesn't happen in the manga. Real quick.
1: Yes. I suppose this kind of brings up uh, another memory. Like, at that moment is when we learn about Tengen's younger brother basically being an asshole, just like his dad. And those are the only two living siblings. Mm -hmm. So I guess I would like to Mm -hmm. see him kind of be sprinkled somewhere in the future.
0: I doubt it. I doubt we're going to get anything from his brother. His brother doesn't do anything as far as a demon's concerned. Sure. I mean,
1: he's still very much a
0: shinobi. Yes, shinobi, but... I mean, let's be honest, Shinobi typically assassinate political heads Mm -hmm. and do various things along with those sorts. Nothing to do with demons. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, I like that. Yeah, we're we're never going to see his brother. Then the kunai that Tanjiro gets from Tengen's wife he received after he saved his wife, not, it wasn't just happened to be in this bag and then you ripped it open and then stabbed me with it kind of thing. Oh, okay. It it wasn't random. Like, uh Tanjiro had it almost the entire time okay and was just waiting for his opportunity to use it which is very reminiscent to the first time when he fought uh Giyu before he learned how to be a swordsman you know where he used the axe as a distraction
1: oh in the very first episode yep yeah when he threw the axe in the air to yep. distract him yep okay yep yep
0: very very reminiscent of that fight where He he uses that as a distraction. Okay. So awesome writing, but yeah. And then that's really it. Like, that's (laughs) that's really it.
1: Okay. So they did a really good job on staying true.
0: Yes. Honestly, like I said, the biggest thing is just they elongated the fights. That's about it.
1: And that's just for visual things for us watchers. So. Oh,
0: Definitely no complaints on my end, my no. side.
1: I mean, it was beautiful. That's why I would say that's the heavy lifting of why this show is so amazing. Yep. I mean, the story is amazing.
0: The story is very well done.
1: But for people like us, the action is kind of what keeps us drawn in.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's how you become a, um, everybody's top anime, to be completely honest, is action. That's mm-hmm. why Dragon Ball Z... Is favorited by so many people. Has nothing to do with the storyline. It has everything to do with all the power-ups and all of the fight scenes. Yeah,
1: that's exactly it. Because we all want to know what happens next. How do they get
0: stronger? Yep. And one more, I guess, tidbit you could um, talk about is the manga itself is 205 chapters total. So we're about halfway through. At this moment? Give or take. We're at chapter Mm -hmm. 97. Right. And it's at a 205. Okay. Well, so, that's,
1: that's pretty interesting because at the rate that we seem to be going right now, we're kind of looking at like arcs slash seasons being introduced to yep. Hashira specifically. Yep. So like where we would learn one more one-on-one kind of things. So
0: I would imagine,
1: I mean, I guess there is only a small handful of actual Hashira left. So I guess it could kind of work its way through like that.
0: Yeah, because it, season three has already been announced.
1: Mm-hmm. With a love, Hashiro.
0: Yep. While well, you get two of them, they make mention of two. So it's the um, Swordsman Village Arc, I think is what they're make mention of. Swordsman or Samurai? Swordsman. Okay. Yeah, that's, be- I probably just. Because it's them. it's going to be the arc related to. So, excuse me. It's the Swordsmith Village Arc.
1: Oh, okay. That's a little bit different.
0: <laughs> so Hataru who is the creator forger of of Tanjiro's sword. Okay. The one that gets all butt hurt that he has mm-hmm. his sword.
1: Oh, real quick about that one. I found that scene to be much more comical in Japanese than it was in English.
0: Yes. Yes, I would agree. I don't
1: know why. Maybe just the Japanese voice was more entertaining, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. or maybe because I saw it for a second time in English. I don't know. But <laughs> it was definitely a, a bigger takeaway the first time in
0: Japanese. Yes, I would agree with that. But that is going to be season three. And if anything comes in, like if follows suit, season four will probably be the last season of this, which I'm perfectly fine with. I mean, 50 chapters... Give or take per season is a very well done anime, especially because season two was, as we said earlier, eighteen episodes. Yeah,
1: yeah. If you want to combine, yeah, Mugen Train plus Entertainment arcs together equal a full season two. Yeah, yep.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely loved the Entertainment District arc and Mugen Train arc together. It was very well done.
1: Oh yeah, well played. I, I'm glad that they sp- kind of split these cores into two separate arcs two separate launches like that totally on board with that that's fine
0: yep very well done i know we just had christmas got my box set of demon slayer my first ever box set loved this entire manga can't wait to continue reading it again and watching it animated Mm -hmm. into the anime because it's so well done
1: yeah and yeah you you sent me the picture like yesterday that box set looked pretty big yep so that's pretty that's freaking sweet
0: yep um but that's really all i got you got anything else
1: nope that concludes myself for demon slayer season two and that will be another episode of the anime lounge podcast like we had mentioned earlier we are now brought to you by the anime's show on facebook so go on facebook and go like that page and support us there and clearly support them they do they show a lot of amazing anime stuff just stay up to date with everything with them
0: and uh yes the awesome stuff that we're gonna bring you in the future
1: right so until next time we'll catch you guys later have a good one I got used to trying to say animation